Welcome to Brian C. Pusley's Safe Haven. I'm Brian Pusley. I'm praying that today that you all are doing well, um, wherever you are, be it at home, work, in your car, on the train, on the bus, walking down the street, wherever wherever you are today, I'm just hoping that you're doing well. I'm coming to you today with the topic of the power of prayer. That's right. Power of of prayer. You know, a lot of things have been going on with me personally this week, this past week. Uh, some things unexpected. Um, like, for instance, um, a glitch injury at, at uh, my job kind of left me um, half handy. And I'm not, I'm not knocking, don't know how it happened. It just happens. But one thing that it has led me to do, you know, I'm not taking it as a negative and taking it as a positive. Positive in the sense that, you know, it's, it sometimes, you know, sometimes in life you go through things. You don't know why you're going through things. You just know that um, you're going through it. And in most cases, it's about teaching you how to humble yourself, to get yourself in that mindset. To get you to understand that you got to talk to the higher power uh, or talk to, to Abba, to Allah, to God, to Jesus, you know, how, however you want to term it. And yeah, I know from a society perspective, talking to yourself out loud or mumbling to yourself, having your head bowed down in, in that in that position, the prayer position, is a little off-putting and off-setting because you like, there's something wrong with that guy. They're always talking to themselves. I get it. I mean, if I was not a believer and I happen to see somebody like yourself or myself going out there talking to somebody, you'd be like, what the heck is wrong with this person? You know, that's the first thing you think. You know, and but of course, like I said, this little incident with me, work incident, work related incident. Um, I'm not the. Uh, I'm kind of torn up about it, but I'm not really torn up about it in the way that you would think. But I'm not letting it drag me down into a depressed hole, black hole, or none of that. I'm staying positive, even though right now there's a lot of things, a lot of reasons why I probably would not consider myself in the positive nature. But you know what? That's okay. Because um, I'm putting it to prayer. And um, another thing that it allowed me to do, allowed me to take a step back. I was uh, with someone the other day, and one of the things they brought up was about from a friend of theirs. And they were talking about from a friend of theirs, friend of a friend of a friend. Um... One day they were with us, and then the next day they weren't. You know, unexpected. Made me think carpe diem. Seize the day. And, and, it, and it helped. And then also, on the flip side of that coin, even though technically I would have been normally at work, I got a hold of another situation going on with a close friend of mine um, who's 
young young uh, kid is in a hospital. I can't get into details about it on here, but I can just let you know that it's serious. And uh, the young the young kid needs prayer, you know. And uh, believe it or not, they told me about it on uh, Saturday when it was first reported. I mean, they reached out to me right away, and uh, and it hit home, because here I was on that Saturday. I was in the middle of my uh, nature, what's going on with me, you know, not a woe is me, but more of us like, what is happening to me moment with my, uh, with my hand, and, uh, you know, it snapped me out of my phone. It snapped me out. I was just like, mm-mm. I ain't got time to be worried about woe is me. Skip woe is me. There's someone else going through something that's way more serious than me. You know, and and the first thing they wanted is a prayer of healing. You know, and I prayed in my in my room, in my prayer closet, so to speak, and I got that out of my system by myself. And um but you know, I didn't stop praying. I still haven't. Matter of fact, I'm still praying right now. Every moment and every other moment that I'm not thinking consciously about it, subconsciously, I'm praying. And But like I was saying, yesterday, while I was in the middle of my, um, middle of my moment, you know, middle of my not being able to do what I need to do moment, um, I went to the prayer vigil. I went to the prayer vigil for the young kid, you know, because they, because family reached out to me, but that didn't mean that I had to be the one leading prayer or nothing, I, I didn't go there to lead nothing, I just came there to support, you know, because quite frankly, you know, both my friend and their sibling were good friends, you know, I'm not going to go saying who's better than the other, that's not important, they're family as far as I'm concerned. You know, even the, the kid's father, who I knew at one point in my life. You know, um, I wouldn't go say we were buddy buddies, but, you know, that's irrelevant. Because what's relevant is I'm here to make sure that you the prayer for your, pray for your son's recovery. He's way too young to be going through what he's going through. Like I said, I can't get into the details. So let me know. Let me tell you something. During that prayer, I felt something. I felt a real shift in the atmosphere. Matter of fact, while I was there, I was feeling a little, little tingly sensation in my hand because I, I need healing too, but, you know, that, like I said, it wasn't here for me. It wasn't there for me. I felt some type of healing. Now, pain is coming and going, but still, I'm like, wow. Wow. You know, and that's just amazing to me. You know, the power of prayer is amazing. A lot of people will probably be like, I don't believe in that stuff. It's hocus pocus, blah, blah, blah. You know, things happen for a reason, yada, yada, yada. But you know what? You're right about the things happen for a reason. Maybe it's to bring us closer. One thing I did remember telling my friend is, and um, I reiterated it, um, later on a post, which probably some people got and some people didn't. I didn't care whether they got it or not. 
the one person I cared about getting it, saw it, and received it. I said, this is a testimony waiting to happen. Prayers have already been answered. It's been heard. You know, all we got to do is believe. Believe that this testimony. You know, I hear people loosely talk about miracles. You know, miracles happen every day. Not just a once-in-a-lifetime thing, not a once-in-a-moment, once in not a once-in-a-generation thing either. But I believe in testimonies, you know. I believe that this has already been taken care of, it's already been handled. All we got to do is believe in the report that, it, that everything is going to be all right from above. Even though man probably says it's, it's hopeless, you know. And 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 here's here's something that that made me realize that prayer is real and prayer prayer does uh, get answered. I had been praying for another opportunity at another job, another branch of uh, my job, not particularly within the same avenue, but pretty much in the same same block, just different house. You know, I had been praying for this particular position for nine years, you know. Got frustrated along the way. Don't, don't get me wrong, got frustrated. Thought I aged out of the process until I learned some time ago that they uh, increased the number. In other words, moved it up from uh, 36 to something else. Age 36, I was going to say 36 was the cutoff line. And I felt, well, of course, by the time I started looking into it, I was like, oh, I phased out. That dream is dead. But no. And then I tried again, and then I was even going to try, and um, I took a entrance exam, which I failed, which is fine. I was like, well, I tried. But you know what? On a whim, I put in for it again. And lo and behold, <laughs> You know, I'm I'm in line for this particular position, and I'm like, thank you. I know who to thank. You know, I'm like, I didn't, and, but then I looked up and I said, I didn't doubt you, sir. I didn't doubt you. I probably doubted myself, but never you. And so, that's how I know that prayer, there's a power in prayer. You know, it may not happen at the moment, that you want it to happen. But it does happen. And um, I'm grateful. You know, at first I thought, oh, I'm going to go dark for a while. I'm not going to do any podcasting while I'm I'm not doing so well. But I'm like, and even God was probably like, why? You still have a mouth. You still have a voice. You're still able to to move your body, you know, think about it. I have an eating disorder. Yes, I come out and say it to the whole world, whole podcasting world. Can't chew. Can't chew food. Could not chew food since since I was age two. You know, I can chew, uh, I can chew, I can, I mimic the motions of chewing, but I have to think about it really hard in order to actually chew like everyone that can chew. You know, I've had to debunk myths about chewing and not chewing for years. 
A lot of people think that because I can't chew, I can't taste food. I have a tongue. It still does its thing. I can still taste. I just can't break down. Teeth Chewing is for breaking down, not tasting. For those that are unaware, I'm not condescend trying to be condescending. It's just some people out there don't know that. It's a simple fact. A lot of people don't know that. Heck, for a long time I was brainwashing and believing that myself until I realized something like, wait a minute. I have a tongue. My tongue is not strong enough to push. See, I, <clears throat> I did learn one thing about chewing. And, you know, it's almost like it's becoming an obsession to me. But I learned a few things. I learned a few things that probably you don't know. It's like that since I didn't learn how to push the food with my tongue, my tongue is not strong enough to move food to the teeth to do the chewing thing. And since I'm unaware of the motion the way I should, you know, my thing is like, like I was telling someone, like my most reflexive reaction when I put food in my mouth is instantly swallow it. Not hold it in there for five, ten seconds. I remember when I was younger and was going through some of the, the therapy uh, for it to try and teach myself how. You know, one thing I hated doing was holding food in my mouth, especially food I didn't like or never had before. You know, imagine trying to hold banana or carrot in your mouth, you know, longer than one second. And uh, trying to get the feel of it, trying to get your tongue you know, strong enough. And I, I remember the exercises. I remember trying out different foods that I've never had and quite frankly, don't never really developed a taste for. But it's not to say I never tried it. So, and plus I learned my limitations. What does this have to do with the power of prayer? You're probably asking me that question. I started rambling. No, what it has to do with power of prayer is I started praying some years later about this, about the problem. And lo and behold, first off, I had never admitted I had a problem. It's not, it was when I started admitting it and accepting it. Yeah. In order to change, you have to first accept that you have something that is a problem. It's pretty much there, you know. And I finally figured it out for myself. I'm like, Brian, you have a problem. What you gonna do about it? And believe it or not, lo and behold, I have done a lot of things about it now, and I've accepted it. I know what I can eat, I know what I can't eat, I know what I can try and do and not do. But I also let people know that don't let that stop you from being you. Do not feel like you are being selfish of a situation. If you, if I'm with you and you want to have tacos, have tacos. I'll be with you. Keep you company. Just because I can't eat it, don't feel upset because I'm not eating. I'll be fine. You know? <laughs> I'm like, no, just do you. If this is what you want, if you want to try this, I will try and find something on the menu that I can deal with. I just know my limitations. And I'm not going to put my life on the line in that way to make you feel guilty. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel guilty. You shouldn't feel sympathy. Sympathy, that way you should feel empathy, but not sympathy. Big difference. You know, you understand, but you're not going to be condescending, even if you're not trying to be. It's okay if you are, because what can we do? <laughs> it is life, baby. And 
First off, it's a faith that I've accepted. I'm cool. <laughs> so, just want to let you know that. But yeah, on any on another note, power of prayer. I'm praying for my friend, my friend's son. Yeah, I I try to keep it non-gender on that one, but yeah, my friend's son, you know, and and, and um, I will say this though. When I was there, I was moved to tears. I was scared to say anything. Because personally, I didn't know what to say. Matter of fact, I saw them breaking down in a way I ain't never seen them break down before. Matter of fact, I, I, even though I was around my friend, uh, when one of their family members, close family members, passed a year ago, I, my uh, connection with the friend wasn't that solid. I will put it like that. It wasn't that solid back then. It was good. It was, it was, we were communication a lot. But since that time, I've been in more, you know, been more in contact with them. So, and, and I know, know the young man. I mean, I don't know him personally. I never really had a conversation with him. But I, I respected him and admired him from afar. You know, and, Seeing him in church, whatever I popped by the church uh, that uh, he's at, and uh, it really. Uh, and then when I see, I saw him most recently at a play that his that his mother was in, and uh, and I I was just uh, taken back. I was moved to tears. I mean, I mean, I literally. Did not know what to say. I wanted to cry myself. But you know, there was one one trait that I have. I mean, it could be good and could be bad. Depends on your POV. One trait that I have um, whenever I'm in a, in a situation or involved in a situation, and I stay strong. It's a it's a plus minus when it comes to it. When it comes right down to it, it is a strength. And then, um, you know, stay strong in the moment. Let's put it that way. I can stay strong in the moment, but when I when you give me a loan, break down. You know, I almost broke down after I left. I mean, I couldn't stick around after I said my words. And it's not to say that I wasn't there. I stayed there. I just stood after the prayer vigil was over. I just stood right by. And, you know, it's like I was trying to... Give him my strength, you know. Give him a piece of me. And uh, I almost broke down in the elevator, going back to my car. You know, if it wasn't for a nurse coming in there, coming, getting on the elevator with me, and I expect I welcomed him on the elevator with me because I was about to break down. I really was. And um, I'm not saying that no one should see me when I'm weak. You know, I'm not saying that I've got pride or anything. It's just that I don't, I don't do weak well. I don't do that very well because it, it takes me to that place where I, where I feel helpless, like I felt when I initially realized 
that my eating disorder was a part of my life. A part that I didn't accept in the beginning. You know, it was just what it was. I don't know, a guy goes to go see doctors every Saturday or during the week before school, you know, sit down and talk. Do not understand what therapy is about. See, I ain't got nothing against therapy. What anybody says, therapy is good. It's just that I've had so much of it in my young life that it's hard for me to do it today and sit down and develop a rapport. You know, I had a rapport with these doctors, these other doctors that, but that developed. Uh, but because I, I thought it was a part of my life now, now that it hadn't been a part of my life from high school on to now, you know, it's kind of hard to just sit down and say, well, this is my problem, sir or ma'am. You know, it's kind of hard. You know, but the power of prayer. Because think about it. For those who believe, you're talking to someone that you can't see. But you believe that they see you. And they are there. And they are with you. And it's sometimes you feel like it's a one-sided conversation. Sometimes you feel like, who is this inner voice talking to me? And a voice that's sort of like mine, but a little bit deeper and a little bit more, with a little bit more authority. You know, you ask yourself that question. You know, because I don't know how, how God or who you believe in speaks back to you when you speak out into the atmosphere about it. I don't know. I can't, I can't, um, I can't fathom what it sounds like for you. I will never mimic the voice that I hear. I'm going to keep that to myself. But whenever I hear it, it sounds like me, but a little bit deeper, uh, way more authority. I believe that's probably a smidgen of how I sound when I pray, do an altar prayer at a church, or when I pray like I used to in my church when um, when they used to have 6 a.m. prayer service. I wish they still had it on Sundays. I wish they had it. You know, I go to it, and I would do exactly what I did those many years ago when they used to have it. I would pray. That's right. It was probably the only enjoyable time I had at church. I know I've done a lot. I've sung in choirs. I've led youth ministries. and I've done a lot in church, churches, work with media. Media was probably the second best thing I enjoyed. Third, if you want to include singing near, near the top or even higher up. But when... Um, and if there's anyone from uh, the church I attend now that sees me every week that has some kind of um, sway, I pray, and it's my prayer still, that they bring back 6 a.m. prayer. You know, I, I really do. Because I'll be there. I'll lead prayer every Sunday in my power if they do bring that back. Because there were many of us that needed then. Not a lot of us can go to the the one during the week, the Tuesday prayer. I love Tuesday prayer. Don't get me wrong. 
but something about that Sunday morning prayer at 6 a.m. That really moved me. Got me through a lot of tough times. When they took that away, they broke my heart. That's okay. I've mended, but I still pray. <laughs> Believe it or not, if a nine-year prayer that I had, because I had, the job I have was to me my stepping stone into this other venture. If that is close to fruition, you know, like very, very close, like you know, like your index finger almost touching your thumb close, I do know for a fact that I'm very, very close to, uh, you know, if I'm that close, I know that this other prayer for, um, for the prayer band, the Sunday morning prayer band, early morning, will return. You know, and if I'm the only minister in that church, in the church, that attends it, and prays, so be. That's what I'll do. I miss it. I want it back. You know, I want it back. I need it. And there's other people out there that need it too. Some of them don't know it, but when they see it, they'll know it. I know that um, I kind of went, I went to the, went to the well with this one, guys. But I'm prayerful <laughs> that you endorsing the, you endorse the power of prayer in your own lives. You know, once again, spread the word, guys. Spread the word. About Ryan Pusey's Safe Haven podcast. It's for everyone who needs a spot and it needs a moment of encouragement. I encourage you to get through this week with prayer and with power and with authority that nothing can stop what is meant for you. Nothing. No man, no woman, no boy, no girl, no animal, no dog, no cat. No fish, no bird. <laughs> None of that can stop what God has for you. So, on that note, guys, I'm going to pray that, once again, just praying that you get through this week. What has got me sidelined will not keep me sidelined forever. Oh, yeah, my hand hurts. I don't know why, but that's okay. I don't need to know the particulars. All I need need to do is get through it and remind myself that uh, it's not the end. You know, I'm on the verge of a new beginning, so I'm not letting this stop me. Get to my new beginning. All right, guys. Brian Pusley, Reverend Brian Pusley. Minister Brian Pusley, Minister MC, Mr. MC, yeah, that's all me. Whatever title you give me, it doesn't matter, I'm still me. <laughs> you know, I'm prayerful that um, in the coming weeks we'll have visitors come in, stop by, talk, 
Uh, this week I was supposed to have somebody come in, but um, this took precedence, so I did not um, reach out to them to uh, to have the conversation that we were going to have. But I can, like I said, table that for another another time. Um, once again, I encourage you to have a great week, guys. I know I'm starting to ramble because I'm starting to get into my emotions here as I start reflecting and thinking about things. But, hey, anywho, y'all, y'all be blessed. Take care.